it's Sunday night here in Australia and morning and afternoon other places. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Junior, Senior, Two Views, Episode 146 is on. We are proudly supported by the Regent Sports Bar in Kingsford. Let's get started. I have to to start with condolences. Mm -hmm. As a New York Knicks fan, the Knicks finally, without, not without trying hard enough, they tried. They fell to the Miami Heat, 96-92, and thus their season's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Finished. Yeah, um, look, in terms of the Knicks, um, they just, they, they did, they ran out of gas down the stretch. Um, was, and they couldn't get a win away from MSG. I couldn't, there's nothing much to say that's, I wouldn't say it's a choke. I wouldn't say it's a sore bomb, but they just lost. There's not much to really say about that. I mean, uh, what we do know for sure is that Brunson is a franchise face. He is special. Mm-hmm. He's a franchise face. And yep. if he, um, if Tom Thibodeau keeps putting him with the ball and as the primary ball handler, he and he stays healthy, he's going to be a Knicks stu- superstar. Yeah, uh, he's sensational, but no one else showed up in Game Six. No, Barrett had no. a rough game. Randall had a rough game. Well, uh, I think they yeah. both either either or or both had foul trouble. Particularly R.J. Barrett, he had three quick fouls in the first half alone. Jalen Brunson scored forty-one, and you're right, no one else scored anywhere near him. The most per- the most that scored was Julius Randall, fifteen. Everybody else scored a little bit here, a little bit there. Um. Yeah, I, I think that Nick fans need to just temper themselves. I think there was some out there who thought, oh, you know, we're going to the finals. No. I mean, I, they needed to split, and we talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. They needed to split, win one game in Miami, it would have made such a difference. Yeah. Because even if they lost this one, they'd be tied up going back to MSG, and that would have been so momentous it to been... see the groundswell. The fans would have gone nuts. For a game seven, they already were going nuts after making it three two. Did you not see the videos? I know, I know. But I'm saying that it would have been so much greater to be able to push it to a game seven. But I tip my hat to Miami. They came to play. This is a team that didn't look like they were came to play during the season. But that's what getting into the playoffs is all about. And now, if you're the Knicks, the off season starts. Right? Look, um, I think they stay quiet. I don't think they invest in free agency. And let their young guys develop. I don't because some of their guys are going to be asking for money very, very soon. Oh yeah, Toppin's going to be asking for an extension. Right. Uh, that some, that's some you need to resign yes. Josh Hart. You have to resign oh, Josh resign Hart. Josh. Josh Hart is first and foremost going to get resigned. Um, I think that Fournier contract is going to be really, really bad for them in the future. Oh, I don't know what they're going to do with that. They um, might have to eat it, or they might have to amnesty it. But I don't know. Uh, or have to use him at some point. Because he's sitting on the end of that bench. Uh, I just but, think that right now, you know, at this point we know, yeah, Jason Jalen Brunson is his team, but he can't score those points every night. No, and they, he needs you help. Need, you do need he help. Needs you do need help. So I, I think. I mean, I know the Knicks have money not this season, but next season, the season after next, they got like a whole bunch of money. Yeah, but that's, be that's without the, that's without resigning guys. Right, that's without making and that's, moves. And the thing is. Do you want to, you know, do you want to make, you want to make adjustments now? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think, I think you have to, you've set things up. You yeah. can't go backward. All right. Yeah. Moving on from the Knicks, uh, the Lakers oh, win the series I against Rob the Boy uh, Monroe is going to be living it up. The Warriors. Um, living look, it up. 
The one thing about the Warriors I've noticed this playoff run is just that Warriors they've really been come playing. They, they they've really been playing with fire. Um, they they took out they they had trouble taking out the Kings uh, in seven, and it took an all time Curry performance to do it. And uh, the Kings defense making Kevon Looney look like the second coming of Moses Malone to to make it happen. But coming up against uh, a reanimated Lakers team with actual depth and actual youth and shooting, mm-hmm. it was going to be a tough out, and it was for them. The one culprit I'm putting on for the Warriors is Jordan Poole. He did not show up at all these playoffs. Even in the Sacramento series, he's, he was poor, consistently poor, consistently putting on bad shooting nights. It was just, uh, just a really, really rough performance, and... You're going to give this guy $20 million a year, uh, which I'm sure Joe from the block content is just so thrilled about. Um, <laughs> but if you're looking at this Warriors team, Clay's a free agent this offseason, and he apparently wants a max contract, which with the season he had, <coughs> I, I don't know if you're going to get that with uh, the Warriors. Uh, Draymond oh. uh, has potentially oh. flirted with leaving, but yeah. All right. So look. I'll give the Lakers their props first before I get into the Warriors. You know, Reeve stepped up. He had 23. You know, Braun decided to take it on to himself. He said, I'm going to, you know, this is it. We don't want a game seven. We don't want to go back to San Francisco. We don't want, because that would have been very bad. I think they could have lost game seven. And so they did what they had to do to win. And, you know, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, he scored 13 points, but he's played himself into the rotation. Oh, yeah. He definitely has. Massively. Not Max Christie, who had zero because he didn't play. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they did well. As for the Warriors, Jordan Poole, I agree. He shot 3 of 10. Yeah. Clay, Clay Thompson shot 3 of 19. Poor. You can't. Andrew Wiggins. Nobody stepped up except Steph. So, yeah. that's what you're looking at into the offseason. You're right. I don't know about Draymond. I think this is. I think they're going to break I this up. I think that's it. I think that's I think it. Draymond's gone. I think, I think Clay that's... is gone. We know that the only person who's not going is Steph. That's because it. Because I I don't see how you can continue with this team uh, paying this much luxury tax. I really don't see how you can. I mean, you're gonna have to keep Wiggins and Poole around. Uh, and I don't even know. Yeah. I don't think. I, look, Poole. Look, you already signed. How are you Poole. gonna trade that contract? You already though? signed Poole. And you... I, look, you already signed Poole, right? I think for Draymond, the punch. Is gonna come full circle because we know that happened before the start of season. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just blanketed down, no big deal. I think it's gonna it's gonna result in the Warriors going. Yeah, we need you're to move gone. on from this. You're done. We need to move on from this because his production, his his overall production's gone right down, and it's time to 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 revamp this team it's time and to get put it back. In some youth in this yeah. team. They haven't drafted well in recent years. No, they need to draft better. They yep. traded James Wiseman for, what, a couple second-round picks this, this deadline? I think that was a bad move. Eh, James I'm, Wiseman was look, never ready, though. I know. I, he was very look, raw, I hear very the, unpolished. I hear this stuff about very James ready. Wiseman. Very not I hear ready. It. I hear it, but you got a really bad return for him. Okay. I mean, considering right. you burnt the second overall pick on him, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. You, you would have honestly been better holding on to him and letting him develop either in... In, in in the NBA or G League, I I don't know because they sent him down to Santa Cruz a couple times. All right. But you you'd think you want young talent on this team, and they do. Kerr does not play Kuminga Moody enough. They don't. He doesn't play Kuminga or Moody enough. 
<coughs> they're too small. They got they got exposed in this series because of AD and because of what AD can do. Yeah. And that's it. They need to retool this team. All right. Move on. Yep. Uh the Suns go home again. They go home yeah. again. We'll talk about the things that they did afterwards. Yeah. But this game was never in reach for them. Look. From uh, the start of the game. Booker has been nearly flawless all playoffs, and he needed to continue to be flawless for the Suns to go anywhere, and he wasn't in this game. No. Uh, and it's unfortunate because he's been fantastic. He's been sensational, but he just didn't have it in this game, and it happens. But other guys needed to step up, and the one guy that did not step up was, once again, DeAndre Ayton. He has been a non-factor all playoff series, all all, all playoffs, and really all season. Mm-hmm. I have not heard a peep out of DeAndre Ayton at all this season. Um, besides uh, needless drama, uh, being cooked up, like and Cameron Payne had to put up thirty-one. Obviously, Durant had a really good game, but there's your crux, Durant. That trade where you had to give up Bridges, you had to give up Johnson, you had to give up your depth. And that's where the why they lost this series. Okay. Um, yeah, that and the fact that they were just outplayed. They were outplayed in, in, by the Nuggets who really wanted to just put a nail in the coffin. And they did it. And, um, you know, for the Suns, you're right. They gave up. They, the, look, you can't. I don't begrudge Matt Ispia. I don't begrudge James Jones as a GM. They put the chips on the table and said, this is the guy we want, right? Yeah. They got him. And it didn't work out. And so, now... Well, well the, the only silver lining I will say about that trade is that it's not a rental. Because Durant still has three years left on that Super That's Max. fine. It's but, not a rental. But right now, safe to say, change is coming and change already came. Right? Monty Williams was gone. Monty Williams would have had his stuff packed right after the game. Because right after the game, less than 24 hours later, see you later. And I'm hearing a lot of things about, oh, they chose Monty... They chose... DeAndre Ayton over Monty. I think, well, they I haven't think chosen both, it. I think He's both, going. I think both of them are Let's gone. Let's understand this. DeAndre Ayton did not play in that game. Yeah. He did not play. So it would have been good because Durant had to play center at points. That's, Durant's not a center. So he yeah. didn't play. He played his last game in game five. He was clearly overplayed, but outplayed by Dokic, Joker, the Joker, the whole series. Right? Yeah. That's it. That's all you need to know. Things are coming. But what concerns me for the Suns is I think, if you're, I think Chris Paul needs to retire. He is 39 years old next year. He's not. Kevin Durant's 36. Really, Devin Booker, who you have, is entering his prime. Yeah. I'm not sure what moves they're going to make. The roster at but, this point, at this point, yeah. at this point in time, is not going to win a championship. No. And I've heard a lot of people say you need to trade uh, Aiton. Let they Chris will. Paul retire. And build around Durant and Booker, and I think that's the right move. Yeah, you have to, but uh, try something. Chris Paul was the guy that brought the Suns back into the picture and into relevance, but he was also at times the guy that really contributed to their downfall. Well, he got injured a lot. Yeah, but he last year, most of the season, but, it was yeah, but last year, oh, yeah, in well, the playoffs, yeah, well, what was that? That that's not Chris Paul's not that same player. He's the guy who's gonna set things up. He's not gonna school. Yeah, I know. But and so now you have to think about that. He's entering near you know thirty nine years old. Kevin Durant will be thirty six next he, year. Chris Paul's not yeah, winning a ring. He's no. not winning a ring. Uh, at least here, okay. I don't believe he's winning a ring. All right. So let's move forward. We have one more series to talk about, and that's not entering Game Seven until Sunday over there. Monday here. Monday morning here. here. And that is the Celtics who 
Jason Tatum, better late than never in game six. He is the most... <laughs> better late than never. The, the biggest conundrum I've ever seen. Like, how can you go from shooting one of 13 to start out the game oh, well. and then show up suddenly... Like here I come to save the day, looking ass, and then sh- and then hit so many threes in the fourth to save the Celtics. Absolutely, just pull them from the gutter. And then he has the gall to call himself the best player in the world at in his interview, humbly the best player in the world. Like, come on, man! Like, I don't, I do not trust this Celtics team, but I also don't trust Doc Rivers. Because he's going into yet another Game 7. Yet another one. Okay, so. I will say this. Jason Tatum did not shoot well in the game. We know that. We'll just consider that what it is. But when it counted, he outscored the Sixers for a long stretch in the fourth quarter. So blame the Sixers for just suddenly tightening up and not hitting shots. He was hitting shots and the Sixers weren't. Yeah, Joel Embiid is your MVP. Yeah. He can talk. He can point fingers all he wants. He did not score at all in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to put this on the Sixers more than the Celtics because, yes, Jason Tatum was scoring, but you weren't scoring back, and you let them get back in this game. But, but now they're headed back to Boston. Well, that's what you play for, for a game seven. That's what you play for. And I, I honestly, I think the Celtics win this. They'll I do. do it again. I do they did as, it last year. Well. They'll do it again. I do as well. I do as well. I'm sorry. This is the reputation that Doc Rivers has earned for himself. <laughs> and he he will lay in this bed until he proves he can make uh, apt substitutions and apt lineups and pull guys when it's clearly not working. And he's not stubborn with his tactics in a Game 7 in the crucial moment. If he can do that, then that reputation is somewhat lifted. But for now, I'm going with the the Celtics, even if it turns out to be wrong. They have the home court. I I, I think the Celtics are going to be playing with a lot of in, a lot of energy. Because, however, you know. however, for them to win this game seven, uh, Brown and Tatum need to show up at the same time. Yeah, well, they didn't. That's, that's been that's been the story. The one thing, the one thing I noticed about the Celtics' last playoff run uh, last year was that Brown and Tatum just didn't show up uh, at the same time at all, and it's been the same this playoffs. They need to do it in this Game 7. If there's any game to do it, they need to do it in this one. All right. Let's switch gears. NHL, yeah? Yep. Uh, the Leafs bow out uh, in five Alvita's name. to the Florida Panthers. <laughs> you wait. It's, you it's, wait. You wait 19 it's years. Cruel, Irony. 19 it's years. Cruel. You finally win a playoff it's series. Cruel. And then you it's win so only cruel. one more game. You, win, you wait 19 years to win four games in the playoffs. Then you win a fifth. And then that's it. You need 16. And I said this uh, to you off recording. One of Matthews, uh, Marner, Tavares, or Nylander will be gone this offseason. One of them. Because you can't run it back with this core. They're they're eating up long-term salary, which is the main problem of why the Leafs cannot fill their depth adequately. Yeah. So, look, I I think that there was... it's cruel irony. I agree with you. They they finally get past the first round, and then they're up against one of the hottest the wild teams, card, a wild card, the hottest team. teams right now in the Panthers. Who you know? Let's face it. They eliminated the the Bruins, and no one thought that was going to happen. And they just carried that in, and and it's unfortunate, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. 
you know, everybody had Toronto being the ones making, being one of the Stanley Cup final representatives, and that's not the case. And so you got to tinker with it, and you just met a buzzsaw in, in Florida. That's it. Yeah. And Florida will now play. Uh, Carolina. Carolina, who that's dispatched gonna, of the that's Devils. Gonna be a, that's going to be not, that's not a fun matchup for the Florida Panthers at all. Carolina is no. a machine right now. But, uh, yeah, as for Carolina, they, they didn't really do that much special in the series. They're... Uh, I love the players that they have. Kachuk, for all of his uh, turtleness and for the fact that he's a heel, my God, he's a great player. My God, he's... got a strong lineage, my, doesn't he? Yeah, my God, he's a good player. Yeah. Wow, he is such a good player. Uh, that's not to discount guys like Sam Bennett. Uh, the lumberjack, Rocco Gudas, was great against the Leafs, really doing what he does, providing that physicality. Sasha, Sasha Barkov was great. Um, Bobrovsky really snapped out of his funk and shut down the Leafs when it counted. Um, but moving on. We have the Vegas Golden Knights and the Oilers. And Vegas have a chance to close it out oh against boy, the Oilers. Oh boy, um, again, again. Uh, I think again. I think this is the Vegas team that I expected. Uh, <laughs> this is the Vegas team that I think a lot of uh, NHL fans expected because the team that they've built is built to win a cup. And... Now they've got one of the best teams in the league on the ropes. Mm-hmm. And I like they got Mark Stone back healthy in time for the playoffs, and he's been great. Um, the guys that they have, Eichel's been good. Uh, there's just not that much wrong with the, the Golden Knights right now. Sometimes they go sh- missing for stretches, but they've managed to crawl themselves back, and now they have the lead uh, against McDavid and Dreisaitl. And if there's anything... Uh, for the Oilers that has to provide and provide consistently in the next two games for them to win the series. It's both of those two. McDavid and Dreisaitl need to both show up. And along with that depth, like Kane, like Nurse, like like, um, like Nugent Hopkins, they need to show up for the Oilers. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know about this one. I think the Oilers are another of those teams that I think people have put so much investment in because of well for good reason for good reason but then you but then that's what happens you know you go to the playoffs you face a a vegas team that has had a lot of success for an upstart team so you know now also that also that um that slash from alex petrangelo was a punk move on dry sidle it was the worst one of the worst slashes i've ever seen and you know the worst thing he's only going to get fined five thousand dollars for it because that's the maximum amount allowed in the CBA because George Paros is probably one of the worst safety <laughs> safety guys for the NHL I've ever okay. seen. All right. Moving on. Um, who do we have? We also have... Carolina dispatched to the Devils. Oh, we uh, know that. Yeah, we, we understand we that. that. We said they're gone. Who else yep. do we have? Uh, who else? Look for yeah, them. who else do we have? I Honestly, I've been... Dallas. Like, Dallas... And the Kraken. Yes. That's Kraken. A, honestly, that's an interesting series. The Kraken are something. Man, they just dispatched of, uh, the Stars Six today. 6-3. Wow. It's a game seven. S- see, this is the Seattle with their... I said it once, I'll say it again. With the picks in their expansion draft, I was watching it. I'm like, hmm. They're looking like a team that's going to roll four lines. Um, I don't think they'll be immediately what the Knights were in year one. But they'll be good in the future. And look where they are now. They made some good moves, and now they roll all four lines. They've got three really good defensive pairings, and they're just a good team. Um, their goaltending tends to go missing, but they're a good team. 
and I have a feeling they could surprise the stars here. I really do. I think so too. They're playing with how again. That's another expansion team that is not really expansion team as you as we know it in the conventional sense. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on. But it's huge for the fan for Seattle and the community. Oh, it is. They needed huge. they needed something. They needed something huge. professional. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Thoughts about the Blackhawks getting Connor Bedard? Um, a lot of people are crying foul about this draft lottery <laughs> because of the controversy that sur- surrounded the um, the Blackhawks over the past year or so, uh, and the fact that they've, they, yeah, yeah. they've the because of the fact that they've only spent what two seasons in somewhat of a rebuilding mode, mm-hmm. and now they get the top overall pick in the draft and the the chance to draft. Uh, the the most highly touted prospect since McDavid in uh, Connor Bedard. Yeah, he's a slight thing. I'm looking at his. He's 17 years old. Uh, he's a he's a puppy. Uh, you know, he's five ten. He's going to spend time. Know, 185 the, pounds. There's no way he doesn't spend time in the minors for a little bit. He's 17. There's no way he doesn't. Well, you know, this is what this is. If if you're the Blackhawks, right, and you won you won three Stanley Cups, and that was a long time ago, yeah, right. You don't have Patrick Kane anymore. You don't have Jonathan Taze. You know, that, that team... No, Taze is still there, but he's just not playing. Taze is not playing. So, so regardless of the fact, he's more or less semi-retired. Yeah. You have an organization that's now going through a rebuild. And reportedly, season tickets have been snapped up quick fast. So you have to balance it out. I get it. Maybe he's not ready, but maybe he is. Well, in an effort to get the, seats back, people in those seats. The only thing, yeah, <laughs> that's the, what the fans want. Yeah, but the only thing that uh, <laughs> that caught my eye was when Jack Hughes was drafted to the Devils. Uh, he started with their their uh, in the bigs immediately, and he was not ready in his first year. He okay. was well, getting that, that, pushed off the puck. And he was getting bounced right. around, but then yeah. his second year he bulked up and he's he emerged. Okay. And third year, fourth year, he's now one of the best players in the league. Okay, so that's what's going to probably happen for this kid because his talent he's, he's got talent. He's he's sought after. If you're Chicago and you haven't, you know the the attendance I'm sure has fallen. The product's not great. You get somebody yeah. in who's going to be you know the rookie coming in. You know that's a big deal. You're gonna you've sold season tickets in anticipation for this kid, and he's not gonna play. And look, I doubt that. Look, the other picks in this draft, the other highly touted prospects in the draft. This is a pretty deep draft class. Yeah, probably the deepest since 2021. You, you've got Vitali in, You've got uh, uh, Vitali in this draft. I mean, there are some damn good players in this draft. And look, when you think about the NHL draft, it's not just about first round. We we like to get caught up in the first round, but. Uh, a lot of NHL teams have to be able to draft past the first round. Uh, look at the Atlanta Thrashers. They were not be able to draft past the first round. They picked up some good talent. They got um, Ilya Kovalchuk. They got Danny Heatley and Kari Lettinen, but they could not draft past the first round at all. If you're able to draft past the first round and get uh, young prospects in the uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, seventh round even, uh-huh. you, you can flood your depth. Even if they're depth rotation pieces, that's good depth and good scouting and good development. So it's about drafting entirely and drafting whole. So moving on. All right. So uh, the next question is, so this is a question for you. Surprised that the commanders reportedly reached out to Andrew Luck in 2022. (laughs) 
it wasn't going to happen. Uh, Luck's not going to come back. I mean, we're, 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 we should be aware of that at this point. It should be common knowledge. It should be like uh, grass is green, uh, sun rises in the east, and sets in the west. He was not coming back and is never going to come back to professional football. He's done. You can say everything you want. The amount of injuries he's had to put up with. And he's not, if he was to come back, he's not going to a garbage organization like the Commanders, who just got sold, by the way, mm-hmm. from th- probably the worst owner in NFL history uh, for $6 billion. Uh, and he's going to get chased up by Congress because of his shady dealings. Mm-hmm. I would, If I was Andrew Luck, I'm be, I'd be laughing my ass off at their offer, why would I go to that organization with how far they've fallen? Okay, so I think this has been something that's been stoked by uh, Jim Irsay, uh, who, you know, was openly critical of, you know, Schneider really, you know, pushing forward him and the other owners saying that he needs to move on and no longer be the commander's owner. Uh, This is also, you know, this also comes as a result of Andrew Luck still under contract with the Colts. So technically speaking, if that was the case, and if it is true, and it wouldn't surprise me, just like it wouldn't surprise you, that the commanders were in a space of desperation to go get Andrew Luck, whose body was riddled at such a young age, for him to call it quits, um, it doesn't surprise me. But it technically can be seen as tampering, because he's still under contract, so despite the fact that he hasn't played in four seasons, he's still getting paid. Because yeah. he's still on the payroll, so it's it's no surprise. I mean, think about it though. In the, you know, ultimately the Colts, you know, moved on, and then the Colts got you know Carson Wentz, who ultimately went to the Commanders, and now is probably yeah. going to be playing in XFL. Also, so, also, I, it's bitterly ironic that Ursay is criticizing Snyder, and yeah, rightfully so. But Ursay is not a good owner either. I've, <laughs> I've talked about him several times. He cares about the Colts, but he does not know when to stop. He, he He's just a really bad legacy owner who ruined Andrew Luck, by the way. Yeah. Ruined him. Completely ruined him. Ruined Peyton Manning as well. Okay. Like, so I don't want to hear it about uh, about Ursay, what he's done to the Colts over the years. They've been blessed with generational quarterbacks and Managed to ruin all of them. All right, let's move on. Your question to me is... Uh, my question to you is, is it too soon for the Cardinals to move Wilson Contreras to DH? Well, not if you're the Cardinals who currently sit in last place at 15-25 and 25 and are seven and a half games behind the Brewers. Um, Wilson Contreras obviously was brought in to sort of be the heir apparent to Yadier Molina, who retired, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was struggling. You know, like a lot of the Cardinals have been struggling. Um, and so to move him to DH, which is a nice little thing that the National League now has and no longer has to worry about, you know, losing position player like Wilson Contreras who can hit the ball. Uh, his catching is not as, I guess, I guess there's comparisons because Molina was such a very good defensive catcher and maybe Contreras is more of an offensive catcher. But at this point, if you're St. Louis... You're going to do whatever it is to make things stick and try to get something going. Yeah, they're not good right now. They they're, stink. they're the worst team in the they league. They stink. <laughs> the, like, they stink. Yeah, like um, if you're looking at just with how they're how they're constructed, I mean, 
I don't know how long they can keep up this thing without flushing their prospects. I mean, they just graduated Jordan Walker, and he's their top prospect. Who else do they have coming through the pipeline? Not a whole lot. So I just don't. I don't. I I just don't see how long they can keep on with this uh, building for the future and uh, competing now. Well, yeah. I mean, you have look. Getting Arenado, getting getting Goldschmidt was just that. You know, competing for now, right? You get those guys who are hitters. But they were also developing for the future. They're doing right. a windowless plan. Of course they're trying. They're trying to balance it out. That's what most teams try to do. No, not not every team in the majors does that. Every There's a lot of teams that have very set windows, especially small market of teams. Of course. But, you know, St. Louis is not a small market. Yeah. So, But they're having a horrible season. Well, well, they kind of are in terms of, like, city standards. But they're an outlier because they've had ownership that's been, uh, been always... Uh, dedicated to putting a winning product on the field, oh. which is just organizational um, competence. But I don't know how long they can continue to do this. I mean, they're going to have to now with the money that's on, that Arenado's on. Yeah. But um, you have to try and reinvigorate this somehow. Okay. Somehow. All right, next question to you. How important was the recent start by Justin Verlander for the Mets? Hugely. Hugely important. Uh, they were struggling with starting pitching. Uh, Scherzer's been struggling since coming back from injury and suspension. Uh, Verlander, that recent start was fantastic, and uh, it's it's hopefully going to reinvigorate them as uh, did the uh, um, Lindor bases clearing uh, uh, three run uh, RBI double that won yeah. them the game against the Nets. Uh, I hope that reinvigorates this team. <laughs> Uh, it's still early in the season, and anything can happen. Yeah. Um, so I'm still optimistic about this Mets team. I hope nothing falls apart in terms of the health department, because that's always a problem for the New York Mets. But it, it was a hugely important thing for Verlander to go out there and put on a good start. All right. We talked about that last time, about the Mets and their troubles. I mean, he pitched. He went seven innings. Uh, he only gave up one run. Um, he did very well. He pitched as long longer than I thought because only pitched five innings in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was important to have one of the guys out there. Now Scherzer's got neck issues, so now he's not. He might. He's back on the injury list anyway. So this doesn't necessarily remove the problems that they're having, you know, because McGill pitched in the last outing, but he didn't do that poorly. He got you know he got away. You, I know now that it looks like that. Robertson, as far as the pitching goes, is going to be the closer. They made him the closer. He's going to be. They made him the closer. So because he's the, well. their original plan when Diaz was healthy was to have him as a setup. Yes, but and now no, he's a closer. It's not, that's not. The but plan I think anymore. that yeah, I think that right now with the Mets being nineteen and twenty, still you know up and down with the five hundred, their pitching needs to get in line. And, and also, there's been discussions about Buck Showalter um, and his place with the Mets still. Yeah, there's I, no I, place. I, you know, who, who's going to come in for Buck? Yeah. Who are you going to get? You don't touch. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's not his fault. You know, right now, the Mets are struggling. But you can't. 39 games, and you're going to go, that's it. He's got to go. Who else yeah. are you going to hire? No, I haven't. I haven't I, who I, else are you going to get? And I agree Give with you. Give me a name. I, I agree with you. I agree Give me a name. I, I, please. I, I agree with you. I don't think they should get rid of Buck just yet. If if they really fail this season and fail to launch, maybe you think about it. I don't, maybe I don't, maybe yeah. you think about maybe you think about 
talking to someone like Don Mattingly. Because he's, a, he, he's so. a proven baseball guy. I know. I, but I, that's I just, just that's that's neither I here like or there. Buck. That, I like that's Buck. Ne- that's neither here or there. I'm happy with what Buck's done so far, but um, and he hasn't made too many gaffes. So um, I like hopefully, Buck. Uh, uh, so do I. But I think hopefully, if you. Um, if this team snaps back together, well, um, maybe they can make something happen. This is all you need to know, right? Last year, the Mets had what? They had very few injuries. They had guys hitting the ball all over the place for the most of the season. That's what you had. Yeah. When you have injuries, you're starting staff, that's bad. When you have guys not hitting that well right now, that's bad too. All right. All right. Moving on. We have got ourselves... Uh, West Virginia basketball has suspended Bob Huggins. Should he have been fired? Well, but look, let's give some context, right? He's the University of Virginia Division One coach. He's one of the most. He's a former student there. He's uh, he's an NCAA Division One men's coach who said some homophobic comments on a radio show about a different team, and you know, suddenly, you know, ultimately, he wasn't. He was suspended, I think, for the first couple games of the start of. The, the next season and was fined. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many people thought that should have been his job. But at the end of the day, he's got one of the highest winning percentages in Division One men's college basketball. So results talk. And so that, to me, says very clearly, you know, if he had a crappy record, he would have been gone. Yeah. He was a first-year coach, he would have been gone. It's Bob Huggins. Here's the thing about um, sports. Uh, if a coach... Or someone else has said something controversial, and they have done well. They're not going to be dis- not going to be di- dismissed from their position. It's, it's just not going to happen, um, unless they've done something truly heinous. In the case of uh, Mason Greenwood, however, um, if you're a coach that's been doing mediocre, and the organization was probably going to get rid of you anyway, uh, they and and you and it comes out that you've done something or said something heinous then they they're going to can you anyway it's the same thing with uh with what happened with Calgary with uh Bill Peters back in the day when uh all the stuff came out about him being physically abusive towards his players um him saying the n word uh towards um to, towards uh a black player uh um in the minors uh, just being a really bad person overall, and he was fired for it, uh, even though he apologized for "quote unquote" offensive language. Um, but with, with in the case of Bob Huggins, look with the uh, let's get something straight here. The uh, whatever the comments were, it doesn't matter. Whatever the context was, doesn't matter. He still said something homophobic, and in this day and age, no, nah, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable in any day and age, but. In the wider view of the public, it's not acceptable now. Um, of course not. But, however, he was probably going to stick around. It doesn't matter my personal opinion on it or your personal opinion no. on it. He was going to stick around. Right. And ultimately, it came out to how long he'd be suspended for. He lost a little money. They took off a million off his contract. He makes, well, his average salary is like four point something million dollars. It was reduced by a million. So, boo-hoo. But, you know... That just lets you and know. It's, and let's be honest here. It's the NCAA. Do they really care about this type of thing? No. I'm, I'm just looking at it. Um, I'm just looking at it from a really just 
pessimistic view. Well, it's wins when, and losses. When, when it comes to... Well, I'm looking at it from a very pessimistic view. I'm a guy that's very supportive of the LGBTQIA plus community. However, when it comes to PR and sports results, they don't really care about it unless you're... Uh, Unless you're not really successful. And that's a sad thing. And that does need to change in my opinion. And in my personal opinion. He should have been fired. But <coughs> in the context of what they wanted. Uh, he was not. And yes. uh, yeah. That's, right. It doesn't matter my personal opinion on it. Yes. It happened. Alright so. we're coming to our end. We're going to have some belated happy birthdays. Happy birthday belated to Lovey Smith. 65 years old. Most recently the Texans coach. Who got fired yep. after not following orders for punking them? And good and job, said, you know what? Good job. I'm not letting you get the first pick. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lay down. I'm gonna have my my guys will play for me, and they did. They played for him. Good, the end. good. They. That's how you. That's how you do what you do. Yep. And former defensive coordinator of the of the, of the greatest show on turf, and then was head coach of the Bears, Bears. for many many and years, and got to the Super Bowl against the Colts. Colts and. His starting quarterback was Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Good luck to that. All right. Happy birthday, P.K. Subban, belated, 34 years old. Truly. Uh, one really, of the sort of, you could say, you could say handful of, the, of African-American a, players in NHL. Well, he wasn't. He's not African-American. like Canadian. Right. right. But, but I'm but saying that. If as you're far talking as minority about, goes in NHL. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're talking about one of the best, he's easily for, from throughout the 2010s, easily the best offensive defenseman. There was yeah. easily yeah. Uh, well, really it was a really a, for a couple of years it was a really close uh, two horse race between him and Eric Carlson. Yeah, but uh, PK you could definitely make a case for in uh, from 2011 to like 2016. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely sensational for yeah. the Canadians and right. was pretty good for the uh, the Predators when they traded him there. Yep. Okay. Passage to Vita Blue. Who yeah. Pitched for the A's. During those it's, great, you know, the, the dynasty of the A's in the 70s, they won in 72, they it, won in 73, won in 74. Um, this, you know. re- this one stings because um, it's uh, it's really sad that Vita Blue had to, in his final days, had to watch that atrocity in Oco happen yeah. when they're on the verge of moving. It's really, really sad that yeah. he had to, had to view that. Oh, wow. um, but one of the great pitchers of the 70s. Yes. Pitch in uh, an era where... Complete games mattered. Yeah. Nowadays they and don't do that, but he pitched complete games. And uh, Randy Johnson himself said that he, Vita Blue was his idol. Yeah. And that's all you need to know, really. All right. Congratulations on Tom Brady. He's going to be honored at the Patriots' home opener. So there's going to be a big parade and honors, and they'll be reminded of never winning the Super Bowl anytime soon. So that that's good for Tom he Brady. Deserves bad it. for the Patriots and bad for Bales. He deserves it. Um, yeah. I mean, there's not. It goes without saying, really. He deserves yep. it. Congratulations, Hanley Jansen. Four hundred. Ken, yep, Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen, four hundred saves. Only the seventh pitcher in Major League history to do that, and subsequently blew a save as the Red Sox lost to the Cardinals. So you give it and take it away. I mean, so, he, that, and that's he really, didn't get the four hundred and first, and, that, and that's really Kenley Jansen in a nutshell. <laughs> I, I I do love Kenley Jansen as a as a player. I think he's a great closer, but he has a tendency to do that. Oh well, it happens. Okay, I, and our last congratulations to the Harris Group. We talked about it. Uh, they reached a settlement. With the Commanders, so they're going to purchase the Commanders. It's all got to go through some channels with the NFL, but I think the NFL will push on this almost immediately. I hope. To see 
to say to Daniel Schneider, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. I hope every bit of that $6 billion gets fined by the Department of Justice for what that clown did. He was because he's now he's still being investigated by Congress and the NFL itself for um for lying about sales figures. Oh if, well, at and, least he can do that with figures. six million dollars. He was using the Washington franchise as his personal piggy bank. Oh well, if this has legs, he's done because the U.S. government may be coming for him. So I hope every bit of that six billion dollars gets taken out of his account because he doesn't deserve any of it. Right. This is, in oh, my opinion, uh, uh, this is this <laughs> getting is, late now. Rant. You know, this reminds me of the ranting. Donald Sterling sale where okay, he got ranting. two billion dollars for being a racist all right, piece of piece right, of garbage. All right, all right, off the soapbox all right. now. That is it for this episode. If you're coming from any other platform welcome. or any of the streams. Including TikTok if you're welcome. still downloading it. Welcome. welcome. Uh, we do this thing twice a week for, for the now playoffs, for the playoffs. playoffs. Next time um, we'll try to see if we can get Joe, Joe, the, Joe, the, Joe from the block content. From the block content. Sorry, yep. Joe from the block content. He'll get to commiserate over the disappearance over, of the Warriors. The Golden State Warriors. We, we do a little cross for them. Um, yep. Sekala, sekala. Um, yep. As... As we move through the rest of this, uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs still moving along. We're going to start with the finals soon. We'll hop into the NBA finals because it's almost here. Yep. Um, and yeah, hopefully we get more movement on what's going on. Maybe some rumors in the NFL offseason. We'll find out. More baseball. It's all happening. See you then. Bye.